Hey there, and welcome to Everyday Awesome, a podcast featuring dynamic discussions with interesting, innovative, and inspiring people from all walks of life. I'm your host, Trisha G, and I'm excited and grateful you are here. I was that kid who pretended to interview people using a paper towel tube microphone, and I had a great time doing that. And today I'm having an even better time taking that playful reporter style passion to a real mic to bring you fun and enlightened conversations with amazing people doing awesome things. People who are game changers, inspiring themselves and others, never letting adversity stop them, impacting the world around them, and having a blast on the journey of this thing that we all call life. You may be wondering why listen to this podcast and who the heck is Trisha G? (laughs) Well, I love learning and connecting, and my background as a teacher, therapist, endurance cyclist, coach, and nonprofit leader have guided me to create this podcast for you. In each episode, my guests will be sharing nuggets of successful strategies, tips, and inspiration to lift your spirits, ignite your soul, and elevate your day. Stick around, hit play, and together, let's make every day awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyday Awesome. Thank you for tuning in and spending this next hour with me and my guest. I am so excited about my guest today. I have been fascinated by the art and science of feng shui for many years, probably since I was a kid, even before I knew how to say it or what it meant. And I believe that the flow of energy called qi in feng shui can literally be felt when you walk into any space, indoors or outside. You know that feeling you get when you walk into someone's home or into their office or a landscaped backyard, or you wander on a trail in the woods or by the ocean? The energy and the feeling you get can calm you down, bring you peace, or it can make you feel energized or even stressed or uncomfortable, like you just know you don't want to be there. You can feel an energy. How we decorate and create our spaces according to the practice of feng shui has a direct impact on our health, our success, including our financial prosperity, which we all want, (laughs) relationships, and our overall satisfaction in our lives. So my guest, Daniela Shapanich, (laughs) I'm going to have her say her name for us when she comes on. is here today to tell us more about this fascinating art and ancient practice of creating spaces that elevate our lives in so many ways. So Daniela is a feng shui and space healing master. She's also a mother of four boys, so she has a lot of energy. So she would need feng shui in her home. (laughs) As a pioneer in her field, Daniela has touched thousands of lives through her books, her trainings, and private consultations over the past 20 years. And she has a training for people who would like to become feng shui consultants. She has written three books on feng shui and she's created a deck of clutter clearing cards, which sounds amazing to me. They're all released in Germany with major publishers, including two with Random House Publishing. So Daniela was born in Germany to a family from the Balkans. Daniela's connection to the spirit of nature runs deep. She created the space healing method to help people around the world align their environment to the power of nature and heal old energies so they no longer affect the current lives being lived in these spaces. As a result, her clients open up new space to call in their dreams, visions, and desires with joy and ease. Oh, this is so exciting. So buckle up because this is going to be a fascinating conversation that could just change your life today. So welcome, Daniela, to Everyday Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. I am too. I love these conversations and I'm just genuinely fascinated about feng shui. So I'm looking forward to learning from you today and having this conversation. Yes, absolutely. And so how do you say your last name? Did I say it correctly or did I butcher it? No, it, no, no, you didn't. You, didn't. <laughs> you said it perfectly. It's Shaponich. Shaponich. Yes. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll spell it at the end of the show. So mind you. <laughs> well, I love the tagline on your website. Awaken the power of feng shui in your life. 
And you note that your work with feng shui is at the bridge of science and spirituality. And I have heard that feng shui is a very powerful tool in enhancing how we feel in our homes and in our offices, and also how we experience our relationships, our financial abundance or or lack, and more. So feng shui is just such a powerful tool for so many areas in our life. And I was wondering, can you share what is feng shui and how does it work? Oh, yes, of course. So, <laughs> sure. question. We're starting out with an easy question. <laughs> yes. So, and in fact, although feng shui sometimes seems so complicated, it's really simple, just as nature. Nature is really simple. And it's all about the qi, the life force energy. So that's the main piece of feng shui. And everything what we do is we want to make sure that the life energy, the life force energy is flowing in a harmonious way, in a balanced way in our homes. And since we are connected to our homes, this is the way how the life force energy flows through us. So for example, acupuncture, takes care of the chi flow in your body. And this is what Feng Shui does for your home. And so everything what we do is really to connect people and space and also to bring the chi flow into balance. Oh, yes. And I like how you shared about acupuncture and how that is, you know, because we have our, oh, I want to say our meridians, but it's not our meridians. We have our, the points in our body, the chakras. And I know with acupuncture, they're working with your chakras Mm -hmm. to remove blocks and to create more of a flow throughout the system. And you're, and that is exactly what we're doing. We're working with the chakras of our home (laughs) or of our office space. Well, and how, where does this life force energy come from? Is that something that just is always existing around us? Are we born with that within ourselves? What is the life force energy? So the life force energy is in nature. It's because without life force energy, nothing would grow and be alive. So when we, as you said, when we go out in nature at at the shore or woods or a lake, you just feel so empowered and relaxed and connected and you feel rejuvenated, right? And then when we go into our homes, sometimes we experience a lack of chief because we have walls built around us. Maybe we don't enter our homes from the, through the front door, but we always go through the garage. So this is where the chi for the house comes from, like just from the garage or the elevator. So you don't have this natural chi in, you have oxygen to breathe, but you don't have this vital energy to keep you like alive and vital and strong. So there is a distinction between chief force and energy, what we relate as energy to, and oxygen. These are not the same two things. Okay. Okay. And so the chief force is an energy that mm-hmm. is around us all the time in yeah. every, every, I mean, it's just yeah. flowing everywhere. Yeah. You can't get away from it. No, you, you can't. Can, you can block it. <laughs> you can block it. Yes. And you, I always say the chi is the force which makes out of a little seed, it lets a tree grow like big and tall, a huge oak tree filled with energy. And this is this life force of growth and vitality. And sometimes when we have a lack of chi, we are alive, but we are tired. Mm. Or if the chi flows too fast through our home or our lives, it's also connected to uh, prosperity and money because it also brings prosperity and success to your home. And abundance is not always just money. It's so much more than this materialistic thing. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think in a lot of literature or movies or just pop culture, we think of as abundance as our financial success. Mm-hmm. And abundance, when you really look at it, is just overall your joy and satisfaction and attracting things or creating things in your life that are bringing you positive things. Yes. Yes. Literally, and physically, but. Yeah. Yeah. And just like how it's so much abundance being able to sense a good opportunity and to act upon it. And this is why Feng Shui mm-hmm. and clarity. Uh, so decluttering is the first step 
what you need to do when you start a thing like to implement Feng Shui into your home and life. And the reason is because you want to create a space for the life force energy to move. And we can dive more into it. I don't like, I'm just mentioning as an example. And then it also, you uh, eliminate any distractions. So when a opportunity comes along, you're like, you're awake, you're clear, you're vital, and you're able to grab this opportunity. And this is abundance. This is how to, how, the way to create abundance in your life. Oh, this sounds really, it sounds magical almost <laughs> because it's something we can't see. How far back? Does feng shui go? And chi, you know, the view of chi and life force energy is not just in in feng shui. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's very, <laughs> I saw you totally light up. You're like, yeah, you know, I can tell you yes, about that. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I can share. <laughs> um, so what I love to, like, especially now with all the movements we have, nutrition and mindfulness and all these things which we feel we need in these times of turbulence and insecurity. So we take care of our bodies, mind, and soul. And we do have the traditional Chinese medicine with the acupuncture and also the kind of food and movement. And then we also have the Ayurveda is from India. So the nutrition there and the meditation and the detox and everything what goes there. But what we don't see is that these Two, they're both around 5,000 years old, maybe even older. And these like principles of health, they had body, mind, soul, and space as a principle of health. Not only how is your body doing, but how is your space doing? And Ayurveda had Watsu and the traditional Chinese medicine had Feng Shui. So when you got went to a doctor because you had a problem, he was looking at or she was looking at you and then they could sense if the blockage which is seen in your body belongs to your home. And they would send you home with a Feng Shui master to like release this blockage so that your body can rejuvenate. And this is the piece which is missing. That's why I'm so excited uh, that you asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking... You know, imagining that I go to my doctor and I mentioned that I'm having <laughs> some sort of, you know, stomach upset or getting headaches. And he says, oh, well, I have, you know, I'd like to send you home with a prescription to have a function <laughs> come to your home. <laughs> that I would love that. And yeah. I would love it if it was, oh, good. It's not something, <laughs> an illness in my body, but I can actually go clear my space yeah. and I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. I would love that. And you know how that would be financially, just our healthcare system would probably save a lot of money. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I, don't yes. Think the, <laughs> I don't think the prescription industry would really enjoy this, but <laughs> the um, medication industry, yeah. <laughs> pharmaceuticals <laughs> companies would be very unhappy to hear that feng shui experts mm-hmm, are being mm-hmm. prescribed. Yes. But I yeah, would well, love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just imagine, like, we have this detox going on, on in springtime, right? It's good to detox your body. Imagine detoxing your home at least once a year. How did you get into this particular field? Like what was a turning point for you or what was the life event or experience that turned you in this direction? Yeah, well, I was um, 26 and I just finished my studies at the uh, University of Applied Sciences in Munich. And my dream was to be uh, like I studied marketing and I wanted to work on projects and that was the dream and the concept. And then I couldn't find a job. No, like that back then I felt nobody wants you. You're 26, you're married, you have one child. And even sometimes the HR people ask me like, do you think you can handle a job and a family? And I'm like, excuse me, I finished my studies like with my family. So, but however, I was reading a magazine and they were talking about decluttering. And it said, if you feel like your life is not working out, try decluttering your home to bring more flow into your life. And I swear, I didn't believe it. I was laughing at it. I was like, you tell me I changed something in my space and this is going to impact my life. I was like, liar. Throw <laughs> <I put it laughs> that no magazine way. down. You liar. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it didn't really get better. And then I told my husband like, let's declutter our home. And we'd had a really small one bedroom apartment 
and we went through all the stuff within one weekend. And I, and it was, it's always neat and nice, but I was shocked to see how much clutter we had stored in all the corners and cupboards and everywhere. So after this decluttering weekend, I, the first thing I felt like a perspective is coming. I felt like I can breathe and I didn't feel so scattered anymore. And just two days later, we got an opportunity to move. So we got a yes to a new home, which we were also waiting for months to get so that the guy who owned this house get, gets back to us and tells us, can we move or not? And it was Monday or Tuesday, which he said, yes, you can move. I'm giving you the apartment. And another one was that we were waiting for some government money and it took them like half a year and it didn't work out. And it was also Monday or Tuesday, the bank, the money was on our bank account. So this might be a coincidence. I don't care, but for me, it was enough. <laughs> to see there is magic happening. And this is how first decluttering opened up and then Feng Shui opened up. And um, within a few months, I found myself sitting at the old Asian master from China in Switzerland, bringing these teachings to us. So this is with 26, I um, started to study Feng Shui. How has Feng Shui impacted your life? Because you said you started this at 26. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you said you've been doing it 20 years, I believe it was? Yes, almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. Almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And how has it impacted your life in ways that that our listener can learn from? Yeah. So Feng Shui, at a certain point, it becomes a life. It is a life philosophy. So it's nothing we do and then it's Mm -hmm. there and I'm here. But it became a philosophy of life also for myself. And uh, Feng Shui is not a religion. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with religion. I remember my grandma, she called me up once and said, we are still celebrating Christmas, right? You're not moved. I'm like, no, don't worry. (laughs) It's all good, (laughs) Granny. We are fine. And so, and Feng Shui always gave me a perspective because it's connected to nature. In nature, like dies every year at wintertime or autumn and it blow like it gets alive again in spring and i was like okay so when if my life is going up and down if we are connected to nature this is the nature like if you follow the nature's path so when you feel down it's maybe the time where you rejuvenate where you withdraw yourself and maybe reflect or just be like a tree in wintertime. There's nothing for this tree to do. It's just waiting for the sun to come up so that it can blossom again. So for me, it was always, Feng Shui always gave me the perspective that the up and downs are very normal in life and that the downs, you know, with Feng Shui, you get a tool at your hands you can always go like, oh, okay, this thing is not running good, be it finances, relationship, whatever. And then you can go into your home and see where is the energy off? What happened like to my home or is it cluttered too much or what happened? Can I change the energy, shift the energy in my home and then it shifts in my life? So it's a very powerful tool where you don't always have to go to somebody to help you, but you can do your self-help in your own home to move on with your life or get the blockages out of your life which is so, so powerful. Absolutely. And I love how it's not something that you have to learn so much about or do very much in your home. I mean, unless you have a lot of decluttering to do (laughs) (laughs) to make change, to make very positive change quickly in your life. And I imagine that, well, I imagine that your home is very neat and... Well, you just say I have four, four children, boys. you know. <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> and inside, when you talk about decluttering, is it also inside the cupboards and inside the closets? Yes, yes it's, you cannot put the, you cannot hide the clutter because you know that it's there. <laughs> I'm not asking because I do that. I'm asking for our but, listener. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can because you, you, there is, I love to use this analogy. 
Like if you imagine being connected with a very thin, it's not the rope. I don't think, I cannot think of the name, like a very thin thread. Oh, thread. Everything you, you own, like everything from your body, you're connected to everything you own with, with a very fine thread. The more threads are leading from you to the stuff you have, the less you are able to move. And if you own so much, this is really the picture how the, the clutter is keeping you in place, even if it's hidden in cupboards and closets. So every single thing that is in our home has a chi thread going to us. Yeah. Every single thing. Yeah. It's <gasps> in your energy field because your home is your energy. Oh. You are the energy of your home. And then that's the connection. Well, this is very enlightening, Daniela. <laughs> because this is very enlightening. <laughs> because I am the outside, my space outside, outside of the cupboards and the closets is usually very neat and not too many things. But then if you open the cupboard in the kitchen, <laughs> you have to make sure something doesn't fall out. <laughs> my mom was here a couple years ago and she was staying and she opened the cupboard to get a, a mug and something fell out and it broke. And she said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I said, well, it, it was precarious in the cupboard, so it's not your fault. And she said, well, it's like your house is booby-trapped. <laughs> you know, you got to be careful when you open anything. <laughs> and I said, well, it's kind of true because... Visually, I like to see things that are attractive. I like to see things that are neatly out. I don't like to see clutter. But mm -hmm. if it's in a cupboard or and I only have to see it when I open to find something, mm -hmm. then it doesn't seem to affect me as much. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like from the feng shui perspective that it's affecting me, whether mm -hmm. I notice it or not. I'm having many threads. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I feel like I'm probably like a thread factory. <laughs> I have in my closets. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a, with me, we are really like, I love to declutter. And the great thing about decluttering is you don't always start all over. It becomes a, like a part of your life. And then you also become more conscious about what are you letting? Because when you declutter once and you see how much work this is, you really think twice before you bring something into your home. So, and when you master this, it's always keeping up a little bit. And so I try to keep my home really neat, but with the, our little boy is five and he loves to play everywhere. So, but my cupboards and closets and everything, they are very empty. Mm-hmm. So you, would you describe yourself, would this apply to the art of feng shui, a minimalist? I wouldn't, like, I'm not a hardcore minimalist. I'm a minimalist as much as I can be as a mother of four children. And I do also think that this whole decluttering is not about to, like, to pressure us to become minimalists. So you have to see for yourself, where is your, where do you feel comfortable and also keep this comfort in your home. Because if you don't like minimalism and then you, you declutter your home completely and you just have a one sofa and one chair and you go like, I don't feel like at home here, then it's not the right approach for you. Oh, okay. So for some people having more things, you know, more mm -hmm. artwork or more pieces of furniture mm -hmm. or more knickknacks that are meaningful is important to them. And mm -hmm. the, having a few more threads attached to items is not a negative thing if it's, if you enjoy that. Yes. If it's, yes. Yes. I always love to share three questions when you want to see what is clutter in my home. So things you don't like, mm -hmm. you don't love, uh, not, you don't like, you don't use and uh, which like don't belong to you anyways. Very often <laughs> I have clients, they are taking care of the children's stuff because the children are traveling and they don't know what, and then this stuff stays with them for years and years. So such things which you, and things you don't use, you don't love. It's like, everybody can relate to this, that you keep something, a present for some, from someone, you keep it because of this person, not because you want to remember. Because what if this relative visits me 
and sees, oh, where is the painting I gave you 20 years ago? Why isn't it hanging there? And you can go like, I I hate this painting. It was clutter and I gave it away. (laughs) So you keep it there. (laughs) Maybe using different words. (laughs) Thank you for that wonderful painting that somebody else is now enjoying in their home. (laughs) Yeah, being diplomatic is super important, but... (laughs) So really think about it. Are you keeping things because you love and like them and that's fine? Or are you keeping them because of somebody else? Or out of fear, you could need it someday, somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we everybody knows the stream of thoughts. It's also, it, it has a lot of, a lot to do with trust and also really consciously letting go. And, you know, every time you let go, that's also nature's law. Look, we have it into decluttering too. So nature has the law. It fills up open space. Mm -hmm. So if you want to invite something new in your life, then it's really important to create space. What are some ways that our space that we are living in, the way we've decorated, the way we have clutter, how, what are ways that that impacts our health? Mm -hmm. Especially since that's so important right now with making sure we take care of our immune system, making sure we're being as healthy and as strong as we can be to not only protect against coronavirus, but all the viruses we're exposed to all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for example, the life force energy, again, circling back to this, because it's the main key in Feng Shui, is there are different qualities of life force energy. So if we take a look at it from the Clutter, declutter view. Clutter is slowing life force energy down because it gets stuck. And this is how we feel in our lives or we feel stuck. And when we start decluttering, things start to move in our lives. That's the thing I didn't believe back then in the magazine, but this is fact because life force energy moves, our lives start to move. The reason why it is like this, you just imagine that everything is energy. So we are energy and because the energy has different density, we see shapes. But if we would just see the energy as a color and everything is one, we would see maybe humans in red and other stuff in other colors, but everything would be just one huge energy field. And this is the reason why when the chi is not flowing in the space, it's not touching us and it is in our energy field and it's slowing our energy down. Oh, can you say that again? The, so, the, the chi is not touching us, which if it's not touching us, it's slowing our energy down? Yeah, yeah. It's because it's, if you see the space with yourself as one energy field, and you, I always say to this, the, that's the vampire effect. And the energy of your space is lower than your own personal energy because of the glitch state clutter. It slows energy down. It stops it from really moving your energy in your body. And you are doing, you're exercising and eating healthy and doing like mind hygiene and inspirational. Every you're inspired. And then you go into a home and your home has lower energy than yourself. And what this means we are constantly trying to harmonize energy consciously or unconsciously. So we go into our home and like, oh, energy is off. I, and this happens on an unconscious level. We start to try to level up the energy of our space. Mm. So we are doing it with our energy, with our personal mm. energy. And this is why we call it a vampire effect because a person is never able to elevate the energy of a space long-term. It can happen for a moment, but not long-term. So you will, with time, you will lose your chi, you will lose your energy. This is what makes you tired. And that's why you said it's like a vampire. So basically the clutter or the, and let we'll just say the lack of free-flowing chi. Mm-hmm. So it's stagnant energy, it's blocked mm-hmm. energy. Yes. Chi energy. It literally will like a vampire kind of suck your energy out of you because it's it you subconsciously are trying to elevate it or it's literally it just pulls the energy out of you because yes. it's low energy and and there's always a seeking of balance mm-hmm. yes. you know so it sounds like we have control of chi flow within our own home mm-hmm. our own offices if we have our own private office within our body mm-hmm. so how can we affect 
chief flow is, I'm not sure what the right word would be. I want to say like a successful, abundant chi flow, or, mm-hmm. but I guess it's just flowing chi unblocked. Mm-hmm. How can we create that in our bodies? So with our outside space, we know we can declutter and there's other tools that mm-hmm. we'll talk about that we can use. But how do you do that within your own body? Mm-hmm. So the feng shui for your soul is also seeing, for example, we have, I also love to mention that we can also declutter our minds. Just like think about the stuff you are carrying in your head. And this is also clutter and it keeps your energy down. It takes away your focus and your clarity. So just thinking about decluttering the energy drainers, like these are also, it's so connected. Like when you have an energy drainer, I don't know, a drawer which doesn't close. And every time when you want to open the drawer or close, you're like, oh, it's not working. So it's an energy drainer in this moment. And this is how it affects your body. And then you fix it. And I love like the part of the decluttering, what I'm doing is also to say, okay, just list your energy drainers. Do a brain dump of the stuff like energy drainers. You should do, you must do, you could do, you know, all the stuff you're carrying and then put it on a paper and see what do you really want to do? What is it like you really want to do and let the rest go. It's so easy and so powerful. And then with the energy drainers, just prioritize. It can be people, it can be food, it can be stuff in your home. There's so many things we are surrounded with. And just by bringing it out of the head on a paper, you are already doing yourself a great favor. So we already have two simple and powerful tools that you've shared. Decluttering our space, our physical space and decluttering our mind, which then, of course, affects our thoughts, which affects our moods, which affects our actions. (laughs) So thoughts are the precursor to everything Mm -hmm. that we experience and everything that we feel. So if we declutter and catch and release any kind of stressful, negative, not energy-producing, positive energy-producing thoughts... Mm -hmm. That's decluttering as well. So those are very two very powerful things. And one one question I had is I have many, which we won't have time for, but I could talk to you all day. So <laughs> and I'm not sure our listener has all day. So, but one question I have is we can control then our own inner world and our health. And of course, we affect chi by probably by our diet. I have no doubt that chi is affected by what we choose to put into our bodies. And also I imagine our chi is affected by how much we allow ourselves to have fun and to be playful and to laugh and move and dance and exercise. So I'm imagining that from what you're saying, that's all part of the affecting our own energy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about the external forces that we don't have control over? So your neighbor or Mm -hmm. where your house is located or... We're in, in your office, if your office is within a larger office building or within a clinic or within a center, how do we protect our chi from the chi around us that we can't control fully? Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful question. I was always, when I was taught Feng Shui and also the art of healing the space, I was taught to build a protection field around myself, about this home and everything. And I was also teaching this technique to all of my students. And 2019, I was in Bali teaching space healing. And I had this idea or this download to go to a Balinese healer. So I went to her, we talked, and then she started to do her healing work. And then I felt that she was hitting resistance. And I was like, I'm open. I came here. And then she said, you need to let your guard down. And I was like, what? You're asking me to let down my protection, which I have built over all these years to protect me for, you know. So, and she said, yes. And she taught me the most powerful principle for protection, which we can use protecting ourselves the space, like everything what we do. And it is connecting to our heart chakra, 
to the pure love we carry in ourselves and let this grow. You can do it in a moment or in a meditation and let this love and light grow through your bodies and into your aura. And then from there, this light radiating into your space. And what it does, it's not coming from protection and fear, but it is radiating Uh, universal frequency of love into your space, which means it is transforming everything what is not in this frequency. It's not pushing back and it's not harming anybody. It's just there to flow. And this is your protection field. Does this make sense? It does. It makes sense that it makes sense theoretically. And then, so what I wanted to ask you uh, to fully understand is, Literally, how do you do that? <laughs> so, sure. Like, is this, this is a moment. So sometimes, maybe in the beginning, you need to do it a few times a little bit longer. But basically, the moment I wake up, I do my morning meditations five minutes and I focus on my heart. I light up a heart. For me, it's always a white, col- like white diamondish mm-hmm. color, which comes to me. And I, as I breathe, I... I let it grow and I grow it into through my bodies and I grow it into my home. And then I see my home surrounded by it. And then if the neighbor is nasty or you can even do it in the mornings, even if you are not in your office and you say, oh, my colleague or whatever is going on, you can bring this light into your home, into your space too, in your office space. Because what you create is a container of light and you decide where to carry it and where to put it. And this is the beautiful thing about Feng Shui and the Taoism is we are detached from space and time and you can focus what you see. This is where you bring the energy. You don't have to physically be in this space to do that. Int- yes, absolutely. It's so much freedom. So you- so much about setting this intention and because where attention goes, energy flows. It's like a basic rule or, and then if we work with this and set intentions, this is how we shift the energy in our home. Mm-hmm. And this is really fascinating. Are there any type of physical tools that you recommend that people can use in their space, let's say if they want to enhance their romantic relationship or find a romantic relationship, what would you recommend people do? Sure. In addition to what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So I would always recommend the first step to create a heart point in your home because the heart point is like the fuel for our every part of our life and the heart point is usually well I say it's an altar but it's not like a altar in a religious kind of way it's more a space and very often people have it it's like oh there that's a place where I like my candle or this is a place where I have the picture of my family or like this one place in your home and this is the first step which I would really recommend everybody to just take a moment and see and sense but what is your home showing you? Where could this place be? Because the heart point stands for the love, for the connection between the people who live in this house and just for the love in our lives. And it's also the source for the light we were just talking about when we go into this meditation. And then regarding the romantic relationship, I always say our, our bedroom is the palace of love. So if we have a relationship or not, it doesn't matter because the bedroom is a space where you can enhance this area of your life. So when you go into your bedroom, if you would love to have a relationship, you could go like, is there another person going to have space to join me? It doesn't have to mean you need somebody Uh to move into your home, but it's, is the bed wide enough? Is it balanced, yin and yang, the masculine and the feminine energy? Is it really placed? And when you go into it, into this energy, you will feel, are you really ready for your relationship? Because Mm. very often what I sense when I look at homes, it's like mostly women telling me, oh, I would love to have a relationship. And then I go into the bedroom and I'm like, where is your partner going to lay down? Because your bed is so narrow or the dog is sleeping at you, or I don't know, I have seen so many things. And it's like, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. And then we start talking. And then the point is that the space has just showed me that this person is not open for a relationship. And this is the reason why the space is not inviting one. Oh, interesting. 
Okay. So having your, uh, whether you're partnered or not, having your pet sleep on your bed is not necessarily a good thing. Not really. Yeah. Because, it's <laughs> because the message you're sending out, the energy flow is that you'd rather have your pet than a partner in your bed. Yes. Yes. And it, yeah. And it's also the coziness because relationship is always something about letting go and relaxing into something and opening up for something or for a new relationship and a new person in your life. And then if your bedroom is too bright and too cluttered and too just cool, then you cannot really open up where you enter the space and the energy is not opening up either. And this does this have to do with not only the clutter or lack of free space for another person to be moving around in the bedroom or laying down or having space like two nightstands is really, I've heard very beneficial because they need, then you have space for both. Is it also the color choices of your room, things like that, the type of objects you put in your room, the artwork you put in your room? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, I had a client and it was a couple and she put up a painting of like a very beautiful woman up there and say, are you aware that there are three of you in your bedroom? It's, you know, it's the symbolism is so strong in Feng Shui because what we have the saying, what you see is what you get. So yes. in your, if you're in your bedroom, like have this naked woman as a painting, even what you see is what you get. So you're inviting a third person. It doesn't mean that somebody has to like have like break up the relationship or something, but it is just the symbolism is just so strong. So be a, or I had also once a couple, they had swords in their oh. bedroom and pistols and dead animals. And I'm like, Oh my God, this energy is so heavy here. I, I was just like, can you imagine maybe taking the sports down and at least putting them in the living room? Because it's something, you know, you can kill somebody. It's not the energy of, of uh, yeah. love and relationship. Exactly. Okay. And I've heard about water fountains. And I think in a live uh, video I watched of yours, I think there was a mention of water fountains can be quite a powerful tool for moving chi and creating a flow in a space and some bells or crystals or candles, certain things. So can you touch on a few of the easy kind of physical items that we could put into our space in certain areas that could pretty quickly increase some flow in addition to what we've already talked about? Yes, of course. So let's start with water. So Feng Shui means wind and water. So water is the most powerful remedy we have in Feng Shui. And that's also the reason why I really try to implement water into homes, even as small fountains, but just bring the element in because the moment you turn on a fountain, it works immediately. It shifts energy mm. immediately because it's so powerful. So if you're looking for a night, if you say, oh, I would love to have a fountain, then the only thing is don't put it into the south part of your home. So the south is the fire and the fountain is water. So you are creating a conflict energy between water and, and um, fire. So there are many other rules, but this is the most important one, which I really want to touch on. And then usually the fountain is ideally placed in a living room or a dining room. So no bedroom, no children's room, not in a hallway. As I said, ideally there because fountains symbolize the life, the flow of life, the water is coming out, it's spreading and it's getting up again. So it's a cycle of life. And this is what uh, what the fountain does and the energy which she brings in. It's very often connected to money, to the money abundance. Mm -hmm. But in fact, money is also a piece of the abundance which a, uh, which a fountain is uh, bringing into your home. It's I would imagine it also uh, would affect your health quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, in the winter time, when you are heating, you have to keep on pouring water into the fountain because it's, what's the right word? 
It's Banana. evaporating? Yes. Oh, thank you. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's evaporating. We're doing like a charade uh, yes. because you were doing hand gestures. I'm like, oh, evaporating? <laughs> you know the thing when the water. Yeah. So, yeah, and it also cleanses our, our air. Mm-hmm. It, the water gets really dirty. So you have to clean the fountain, especially in the wintertime, like every week. Yes, and plants as well, I would think yes. are pretty important in feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. And does yeah, it matter plants. where they're placed? So, in fact, plants are always bringing vitality into your space, which is really great. And mm-hmm. plants are also a great possibility to, if the chi, for example, if you have a, a room where the door is opposite a window. So we say it's a door window line and the chi is leaving the space too fast. It's just getting into the door and flowing out of the window. So mm-hmm. if you have such a situation in your home, having a, putting a plant at your window and the plant, the aura of the plant is going to divert the chi and bring it back into the space instead of letting it out of your home. Oh, interesting. So is that, are you speaking about the, an entrance door with a window on the other side or any door in your house that has a window right across from it? So the entrance door with the opposite window is the well, the worst situation you can have because all the chi which is coming in is flowing out, which means the whole house doesn't have enough vital energy. So this is the most important thing to stop these lines by placing, for example, a plant at the window opposite the entrance door. And then, of course, every other door also, you have to Mm. see, I love to work with chi attraction points, which is light, paintings, colors, everything what's beautiful. So Mm. the chi is not, I always say chi is like a little child. It goes there where it's nice, beautiful, and bright. And it loves to flow out through the window outside, like flowing out. And it never goes into cluttered space, dark space, places which don't smell really good. So this is how you can really easily see how the cheese flowing through your home. And I also have on my website, I believe it will connect this information too. I have this butterfly exercise. I don't know if you did it with me. It's a really simple meditation there. I guide you, it's like two minutes and I guide you to becoming a butterfly and then how the butterfly is flying through your home. And since we change Uh shapes, we leave our thinker outside and the butterfly is just curiosity. And this is a great possibility to sense their chi is flowing too fast mm-hmm. or not flowing at all. And then you can go into the question like, oh, why isn't my butterfly flying to this corner? And then you go like, oh yeah, it's not very bright here. It's a dark corner. So I might put a lamp there to brighten it up. Interesting. Oh, this is fascinating. How are you doing feng shui consulting remotely. Well, I guess you probably, even before COVID, were doing it remotely because you're in Germany and you have clients all over the world. So Mm -hmm. how are you doing your consultation remotely? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the clients, they sent me their floor plans and pictures or videos of their homes so that I can see. And then also through the conversation, I sense the energy. I just Mm. sense the energy and I just know where the chi is not flowing. So I have this floor plan and the picture. And then I talk to the client and I sense the energy. And by bringing this together, I can really easily help them to let go of, the, of a blockhead or to do some changes in their home so that the chi can flow again. Oh, that's, yeah. I was imagining that's probably how it's done. And what's beautiful is that it can be done. You don't have to walk into somebody's space to get a sense of what they may need and what would benefit them. And that's really beautiful to have that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Are are there a couple of obvious no-nos? Like, don't have that there, like you just said about the fountain. Don't have that. Mm -hmm. Don't have a fountain in the south part of your home. And is that... Direct south or southeast and southwest, any south. It's southern just feet. the south. It's just really just the south. south. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The southeast is indeed a very good place to have it because southeast uh-huh. is connected to the wood energy and the spring energy, the growing energy. So having water there, in fact, in the ancient 
in the old Feng Shui, uh, Southeast was connected very much to abundance because that's when the sun goes up. This is the springtime when the nature blossoms. So having a, a fountain in the Southeast is in fact very good. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. great. I'm going to mm-hmm. check where my fountain is when we get off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I put it where it is based on your live recording that I watched uh, mm-hmm. months ago on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's where I, why I ended up putting it where it is. And so I'm very curious what inspires you. That's a good question. Let me think. What is inspiring me for? So you mean doing my work? Well, I think the work that you've chosen is a direct result of what inspires you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's probably uh, just you and your soul. Mm-hmm. What inspires you? So doing the work I'm doing is that I always see potential. It's like, that's also my gift. I can really read energy of space and people. And then I just see the potential and I'm like, you could like do this. And then I see so much potential and I want to teach and support people to tap into this potential, to use the power, which is laying on the tip of their hands and they're just not using it because they don't know about it. And this is such an inspiration. And then when people tell me, oh, thank you for sharing this with me because since I did this and this, and they can be really small steps, like we just said, decluttering mm-hmm. or brain dump or connecting to the space. They have such changes in their lives. So everything, what they were already doing just has a higher impact. So we don't have to struggle through our lives. Absolutely. I mean, and it sounds like, you know, in a nugget, I mean, you sound like you're very inspired to make lives better to enhance people's experiences in their lives. And you do it through helping with the movement of energy in their bodies and in their space. Yes. Thank you for summarizing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what came. It's just beautiful. It's it's beautiful. What is your website? Mm -hmm. The website is soulandspace.com. Soulandspace.com. Yes. And there's a lot of information on your website. And there also is a declutter checklist that Mm -hmm. you can download that's free and start that process, which I'm excited about doing that. If somebody's listening today and they want to do a consultation with you, are you offering a discount for my listeners who go directly to work with you, who listen to this podcast? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. We can, like, if they tell me that they're coming from your podcast, I will give them a 10% discount of anything they choose from my work. Great. Thank you. That is very... Yes, you're very welcome. Sure. Generosity energy flow. Oh, yes. As we said, I love seeing people prosper and grow, and I'm always in for support and health. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we will put that in the, just for you, the listener, if you decide to work with Daniela, then just mention that you heard her on Everyday Awesome podcast and you will mm-hmm. get a 10% discount. That is awesome. Thank you. So three tips. What are action tips that we can walk away with today? We do already know about where to put a water fountain, plants, how important plants are. Mm-hmm. We do know those. And how to create a little bit more romance or even deep love in your relationships or attracting by what you do create in your bedroom space. And apparently you need to kick the dog off the bed. (laughs) Ideally, yes. Ideally. (laughs) Poor poor dogs. Any dogs that are listening (laughs) are very upset by this. What are three other action steps that we can take? Okay, so we talked also about the decluttering, please. Oh, yes. okay. So it's like, this is the most important step. And I really want to encourage everybody just to do one little thing, but at a time, don't let overwhelm stop you from taking action. So mm. I think this is super important. So even if it's like, while you wait that the water boils for your pasta, you can 
just look, take a look at your kitchen and do some little things within a few minutes. So it started decluttering. Then the next thing is also connect to your home. We didn't uh, talk about this very mm. much, but what I saw is when we really see our home as a very good supportive friend, the energy starts to shift. So what I love to do with my home is in the mornings, I say, hey, good morning. Or when I leave my home, I say, bye. I'm like, I'm going to work. And when I go for holidays, I really let my home know that I will be gone for two weeks and that it takes care of our belongings and that we will be coming back. And so this is how I wrap up the energy. So when I come home after two weeks, then I really feel like my home can't mm-hmm. was waiting for me. It was It's happy that I'm back. So building this relationship with your home is so important. And then what I really also love to share, we have this, what you see is what you get saying in Feng Shui. So be conscious of what you see again in your bedroom, because what we see the first thing in the morning and the last thing in the evening is highly impacting our lives. Oh, when you wake up and when you go to sleep. Yes, highly. So just being really conscious of what you see in the morning. Is it something which gives you energy or drains your energy? Mm -hmm. So we are again in the bedroom. So as you can see, it's a super important place in our life and in our homes. And then also think about what you see is what you get. What I really love to recommend. It doesn't have to be a huge vision board, but it can be a little postcard, which is somehow mirroring what you want to, how you want to feel in your life or what you want to accomplish in your life. And you can just put it at the entrance door so that you can see it before you leave your home because it's what you see is what you get. So, oh yeah, I wanted to fly to Hawaii or I wanted to whatever. So you have this podcast, a postcard, there you go, (laughs) which which is reminding you like, oh, you remember how you wanted to feel and then working on a subconscious level with you, like reminding you of your desires. Absolutely. Super, super powerful and simple to do. So my last question to you is, who is Daniela Schopenich? I have never thought about it. And the first word which comes to me is magician. Magician. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah, doing magic with energy and space. Aww. It's fascinating. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, well, okay. So thank you. Oh, I'm so inspired. I want to just start right away. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can tell you that my house, (laughs) my cupboards are going to be, they're not going to be booby trapped any longer. (laughs) So it'll take me, it'll take me some time, but that's, I'm putting my energy towards that. Decluttering my cupboards and my space. I, have really enjoyed this time with you, Daniela. This has absolutely been a treat for me. And thank you so much for being here all the way from Germany <laughs> and sharing your wisdom and your beautiful light. You have a, a, a great light about you and such a, a kind, and you are clearly a very generous and sweet person. And thank you so much. Yes. And thank I've really you. enjoyed that. Is there anything that we didn't address that you'd want to make sure? That the listener here. Uh, I just have, so if somebody wants more support with the decluttering, I just released a six week declutter online class and it's also on my website. So if somebody's like, oh, I would love to have support and it's, uh, I think $89 or so. And if you get 10% off it, like, it's my guidance to decluttering in six weeks. So this is something I, it came to my mind. I wanted to share that. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, I mean, that's very affordable and powerful. I mean, for $80, what they're going to get, what we would get from a six week course. I mean, by, you could probably declutter almost your whole place in that amount of time. And you give the guidelines and the outlines for doing it. And oh, Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to check that out <laughs> on your site. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. <laughs> well, I want to thank you again so much, Daniela, for being here today, for being my guest. I want to thank you, our listener, for joining us. And I hope you have enjoyed this time learning more about feng shui and the power that energy has in your life. And also learning more about Daniela and her beautiful work. I hope that you join me again for my next episode. Daniela, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. 
You are so kind. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is Trisha G signing off until we meet again. So may you find some awe in your every day. Hey there, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everyday Awesome. How lucky are we to have had this conversation today, learning, growing, and being inspired together. I am so grateful to have had this time with you. And if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend, family member, neighbor, or what the heck, share it with a stranger. (laughs) And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, suggestions for future guests you'd love to hear from, comments or feedback for me, you can reach me directly at everydayawesome with Trisha G at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and let's make every day awesome.